Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Almost live from the trenches of New York City, here are your Middle Age Warriors, Chris Samino and Rick Summers. And welcome back to Middle Age Warriors. So glad you could join us again. It's spring, although it doesn't quite feel like spring here in New York just yet, but, but we're getting there. And uh, I guess uh, the boys of summer are about ready to fly north, Rick Summers. That's a sure yes, sign. they are. They are. I mean, before you know it, uh, play ball. Yeah, it's coming. Uh, that means a lot of agita if you're a Met fan, but uh, we'll see how that goes. We have some promise. Chris Amino, I'm Rick Summers. Welcome to Middle Age Warriors on Believe. And speaking of uh, other Met fans, our guest today actually uh, is an avid Met fan, but we brought him in because of the scenario of the slap heard around the world, as I like to call it, uh, that we just finished seeing, of course, at the Oscars. And being a comedian, Scott Blakeman, who's now, I guess, uh, a veteran on this show. He, we may have to roll, he may have to be in the credits that we roll at the end. He's been here so long. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so, I think so. he's going to shed some light on his perspective of what we saw, uh, what it means, what it means to comics out there, stand-up comics in particular, I think. There's certainly going to be a little altering of perspective, and there's a degree of vulnerability we realize that they all have. And uh, we're going to get to Scott in just a little bit, but of course, we always have to hear a word from our all-important sponsor, Bet Online. Well, we're finally here. The top teams in college basketball have fought it out in the tournament, and we're down to the championship game. If you're looking to wager on the championship, head over to Bet Online on your desktop or your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V, to get yourself started. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all updated odds and info, along with player props and new contests throughout the year. It's the best source for all your sporting wagering needs, including live betting and everyone's favorite Vegas casino and poker games as well. It's super easy to get started, so join today. Learn why everyone is saying Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. And once again, we are so happy to welcome back. Uh, this is uh, like a hat trick plus one. I think this is your fourth visit with us, which makes you all time leader on the middle-aged warrior <laughs> guest list. And that is New York comedian, Scott Blakeman. And how apropos that we talk to you here and now, given all the comedy that's in the headlines. And welcome on board, Scott. Good to have you with well, us on middle-aged warriors. Well, thanks, Rick and Kristen. I appreciate the honor of being the uh, guest <laughs> appearances. And yeah, I mean, you know, comedians have been the news prior to the Oscars, you know, just to think the bravest person in the world right now is President Zelensky of Ukraine, who <laughs> began his career as a comedian. It was a club called the, the Club of the Funny and Witty, which is my favorite name of a club and then a star of a, a great comedy series. And he much braver. The bravest I ever was is I followed Eddie Murphy once uh, at the comic strip. <laughs> Brave as it gets for me. So uh, we've had that comedian news. And of course, we're talking we're recording this on April Fool's Day, days after yes. the Oscars. And I have to say that, you know, growing up, remember April Fool's was always, <laughs> could you believe that? That would never happen. We're living in a world where every day is April Fool's <laughs> That's Day. That's true. Yeah. And the Oscars were no exception. No, that was obviously, I mean, we're talking about the slap heard around the world. And, um, you know, from your perspective, I guess, let's let's start with the initial step, meaning you, did you obviously you saw it. 
Yes. Correct. Okay. So when you see this happen, what is your first initial thought that it's a, a prank, a joke? Or is it real? What, what, what were you thinking? Well, I was so stunned. I, it, you know, initially the camera angle looked like it was one of those fake punches that you do mm-hmm. when you sort of slap your side because it, it just is not in the realm of comprehension that, you know, Will Smith is going to get up and, and, and slap Chris. So <laughs> and it's all happening very quickly. And then of course, watching the ABC feed, as we all did initially, it's all edited, censored, and it's a little hard to follow it. Of course, later on, I saw the uncensored version, thanks to the Japanese and the rest of the world. But, yeah. uh, but of course, when when Smith went into his uh, obscene tirade, then you knew this is mm. real. And it uh, again, it, you know, we live in a world, sadly, where this shouldn't even be a debate. And yet there are people going, oh, he, he stood up for his woman. and. Right. Somebody, this would be, as many, look, everyone has said, this is assault and battery. If this was at a bar on the Upper East Side, you you call the police and he'd be carried away and he wouldn't get to go to an after party and get a standing And what I actually liken it to, uh, and again, others are pointing this out, this this is a very, this is like the Don, Will Smith is almost like the Donald Trump of the show business world. Because if you think of Trump in his day, Everything he said was, oh, I can't believe he said that. Oh, he's finished. I mean, mm. you can't say that about John McCain. You can't say that. And yet he became more and more popular, got standing ovations and became president. And here's Will Smith, who no matter what a joke is, any joke, nothing justifies violence against a comedian. And Will Smith should have been removed immediately, shouldn't have been allowed to make his speech, uh, mm-hmm. shouldn't have been allowed a party, at, at the Vanity Fair party. And it's just really reprehensible that he got a standing ovation for committing assault and battery. Mm. You know, it's funny because uh, I was watching, I had gotten up to go to the bathroom and this is before I missed everything. I really did. And so when I came back, I, I just heard ABC go down and I thought, oh my God, this is can be some terrorist thing or something like that. And I love what Amy Schumer did coming back to, did I miss something? Did I miss something? If, something happened while I was gone. <laughs> yeah, there's, a, there's such a different vibe in the room. And yeah, uh, yeah. I've had that, by the way, in, in very small doses at the comic strip as an MC, where there may have been something, you know, obviously not on this level with an audience member. It gets tense. And I've said, uh, wow, that seemed, you know, but so she handled it beautifully. And, you know, I have to just say, and I communicated this uh you know, online and, and and what Chris did is the epitome. Well, what I wrote was that he showed poise, mm. uh, resilience, humor, grace, dignity, all the qualities Will Smith is lacking. And he didn't even lose his footing. I mean, he took the slap, kept his ground and just kept going. And but you know what the real collateral damage here too, and, and Chris is gonna be fine. I mean, his ticket oh, yeah. sales are to the roof, to not the roof, right? Funny, <laughs> oh, yeah. He can sell out on his own. He's a brilliant comedian. Will Smith will rightfully get consequences. But Questlove, who mm-hmm. won the documentary right. for Soul, which is a brilliant movie, he had to bear the brunt of that craziness. Uh, and then this, the Venus and Serena Williams. I mean, this was a moment they should have been honored. And it was all about Will Smith. It was nothing about the movie. And it was nothing about the people involved. So it was a totally selfish act, you know, uh, all the way around. And really, you know what it was? It was sad. I felt depressed. I went to bed at three o'clock that night because it really was disturbing to see that and uh you know and, and it really was it's still when i think about it uh it's just a very upsetting thing i still can't believe i keep waiting for another shoe to drop because if you watch the footage and there was a new piece of tape last night where when will comes back to his seat his wife doesn't even turn to him she's just watching mm-hmm. this 
page and laughs when Chris says the line about uh, slap the blank out of by Will Smith. So there's some yeah. weird dynamic there. It's it's all twisted and wrong, and and it's it's just uh, really a shame. And hopefully there are the appropriate consequences. Yeah, I mean that's what I was going to point out in the beginning because in the beginning of it uh, of Chris's bit, and then you see Will Smith laughing, and then he <laughs> must have caught the eye roll of his wife, yeah. and that she wasn't happy with the joke. What what's going on inside your head that you would feel you have number one? the right to do that, to get up there and walk onto the stage and then in an and act of violence, obviously. And then, like you said, and then he went back and she sort of was smirking about it. This, this yeah. was not a light thing. This was a, any other person. As you said, this is an assault. You would have been arrested if somebody, let's put it, somebody brought up if it was the husband who wouldn't have been like a, an actor or a celebrity of an actress yeah. and he had gone up there. Yeah. Guaranteed right. they would have rolled him on the floor. <laughs> he might have been cuffed in, you know, in front of the camera, but it was yeah. Will Smith. Yeah, he'd be and... Guantanamo, Guantanamo getting waterboarded probably. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, no, it's, uh, and also just, I mean, again, you know, whatever their motivation, it, it, it's just, in, in real life, how do you go from zero to 60? He was smiling, and a second later, he's up hmm. on the stage of a live broadcast scene around the world. It's not even something where, yeah, I lost my cool man. It's like, it's just a deranged reaction. But the bottom line is Chris, who I've known for, oh, I, I lose track. I mean, I know Chris from the beginning of his career and he's a, not just a brilliant comedian, but a sweet guy. Uh, I communicated my feelings to him and, and got a nice response back. And he, again, he doesn't need any boost. He, he's a brilliant comedian. He handled it beautifully. And there's no preparation for that. You know, comedians no. with thin skin and thick skinned and we could deal with things, but never dealt with something like that. And he handled it beautifully. And he's going to come off the best out of uh, all of this. Coda, all the, the deaf uh, actor, Troy Kozer, who won all the great moments uh, that have gotten obscured now because of this one selfish, violent act. You know what I wanted to ask you? First of all, we're speaking with comedian Scott Blakeman, uh, and we're talking about the slap heard around the world instead of the shot heard around the world. I'm happy because for me, this is like slap shot meets the Oscars. <laughs> you know, finally, yeah. slap shot is getting mentioned in the same breath with the Oscars. Me as a slap shot <laughs> fan from the late 70s. But are yeah. you, you sick and tired of this yet? I'm almost cynical enough to believe the Oscars will look at the ratings, which, by the way, spiked 600,000 viewers in the last hour after the slap. Like each year now, they have to come up with a slap and a slappy and a slapper. And, and you know, right. I, I'm sure that, you know, and I hope they don't bring back Will Packer, the producer, because I think he bears some responsibility, too. He should have just said, Will, you're out. And he was one of the ones urging, you know, saying, let let him stay. So, well, there's been an assault on comedy in general, really, I'd say the last few years with political correctness and, and all of that. And, and it is disturbing. And again, again, it doesn't matter what the joke was. From my perspective, it was a joke that it was along the lines of if one one spouse wins or loses, you better not have the other one win. And and and, and again, in my view, the G.I.J. reference was a positive one. Demi, Demi Moore was right. a you know, fearless, sexy uh, uh, you know, it was not a, an attack on someone with a disease. So, but again, aside from all that, people can have their reactions to a joke and they'll continue to, and jokes are subjective. But the bottom line is the fact that anyone in this country can go, no, he was right, Will. He stood up for his woman. No, he, no, that was a crime. And, and it's sad that there are kids watching who would rightfully admire Will Smith for his previous accomplishments will say, oh, that's cool. Will Smith did it. So it, it's troubling right. on all fronts. 
Yeah, I mean, I was thinking about that in terms of now, does this set a strange, bizarre precedent for people when they're offended in the audience uh, by a comic, they want to take matters into their own hands? I mean, even I, I think his son said, that's how we do it. Man, this is not a good direction to be going. So as a comedian, do you feel any differently when you see something like this get such publicity and you you hear people support what what Will Smith did. I mean, I remember stories. Joan Rivers was was a great offender yeah. to people in the audience. I remember seeing something in her documentary. I think it was sort of a joke about cancer. And I don't know if somebody in the audience had either just lost a family member and he confronted her and she just handled it so well, again, off stage. And that could have happened here, too. Oh, if, of course. if Will was like, look, you know, that was a little too much for my wife. You know, she's going through depression dealing with this. I don't know if you know the whole deal. Let me explain this to you. But, you know, that was kind of that was rough on her. That's fine. But you know, he just boom up and slap somebody. I mean, you yeah, know. Uh, yeah. Or even in a show business way, if he had inc incorporated in the speech and right. said, uh, you know, whatever. But again, it's never right. And again, jokes are subjective. Uh, and, and frankly, there were much meaner jokes at that very Academy oh. Awards that, of course. first of all, I'd like, I'd like to see that change. You know, in the old days of Bob Hope and Johnny Carson as hosts, it was fun. And look, this is a celebration of the movies and honoring mm. the movies. And I don't like any of that, the roasting kind of stuff. I mean, I don't, I, again, I think Chris's joke was very tame and not by any, by any means anywhere near as mean as some of the others. It was a joke about don't look now, how you know it all got bad reviews or the, the last right. duel, or the, we have the DVD, who's ever seen this? I'm sure the director didn't feel that good. And I, I don't think that that's a trend in comedy lately too, this roasting. And first, by the way, I love, always love Rickles and the Dean Martin mm -hmm. roast. And I've been at many, many Friars roasts where <laughs> mean isn't the word. I'm sure. And everyone <laughs> took it in good spirit and laughed and that's, that's how we need to take these things. It's not a personal assault. It's, it's so as you said, Chris, I mean, if he was offended, look, people have a right to be offended by anything. And certainly they are these days about everything. Take it, do it in a, in a civilized way and, and, and not the way he did it. Yeah. Are you still, still teaching? Do. Yeah, I still do. Yeah. I used to do it at the new school for 25 years and now do it uh, privately. And it, no, it, well, alluding to what you said earlier, it does, it, it does concern, I mean, for myself, um, I think all of us, it, it's 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 so it's kind of opened the floodgates to that. That's hey, Will Smith did it on the Oscars. Uh, uh, I'm not saying there's going to be a, a deluge of you know attacks on comedians. And actually, there's a, a, a guy, Chris uh, Cliff Nesteroff, who wrote the book Comedians, and he posts on Twitter. It's not this has never happened. Some comedian in 1991 at the Just for Last Festival was punched on stage. And, uh, you know, it, it can happen. And I, the closest I ever came, somebody once wandered on stage and it was actually at a very, very uh, like WBAI, very liberal political event. And mm. I remember this guy, he, he didn't attack me. He just kind of wandered up and I'm going, are you with me? Shouldn't this guy not be here? Go, no, let him speak. He may have something to say. So, but uh, this was many years ago, but it, it's concerning that that someone might think, well, this is acceptable behavior. And it's just, a, it's just an example of the coarsening of our culture and society in general that We've gotten to this point. And again, as I've said, everyone has a right to react to any joke any way they want. I always tell the story that I once opened for Andrew Dice Clay, who I've known for many years. He's a sweet guy. This is a character he does. Mm -hmm. But on that given night, I this is back in the 80s, I did a Reagan joke and I got booed and hissed. And he, who, you know, obviously did very off-color anti-women material and his character got a standing ovation. So that night I was the offensive comedian. So <laughs> there's always going to be that battle between what's 
offensive or it's this, it's subjective, but never, ever, ever can people react that way. And, you know, there's that old expression, I, F them if they can't take a joke. And that's, yeah. I think that's, a, that's something that we need here now. It's a joke. It's not, you're not at a bar, you're not taunting someone's wife. You know, you're, this is entertainment and we can't let that wall come down. It's, it's, it's you know, there's no yeah. excuse ever. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, I think said it the best. I urge everybody to read what he wrote about this because it really covered all the bases. And uh, hopefully we won't continue in this direction. Hopefully this will be a moment where people could say, that's we've gone too far, let's bring it back. So we'll mm. see. So again, as a comedian, because of this really so hypersensitive PC world we're living in, uh, I mean, there there isn't anywhere you can go now without seemingly offending somebody, whether it's a gender statement, whether it's a race, whether it's an ethnicity, you know, religion. It, it could be so many different things. I mean, I got I actually made a post one day about uh, making a joke about the difficulty of forecasting a, p a potential snowstorm. I said, we're getting rid of the computers. I'm going back old school. And I put up a picture of a dartboard, a Ouija board and a tarot card. And <laughs> somebody said, funny. Well, you know, that's what we're using. We're going back to the old tools. And somebody posted, do you need uh, sensitivity training already, Chris? You're only at this job two weeks. And I'm thinking, what did I, did I offend the dart players of the world? The, <laughs> the tarot board? card people. It was the tarot card person. It turns out this guy was a tarot card. Actually, it was like a gay tarot card group or something. And Oh, my God. And he was, I, I still don't really know why that would be offensive. Aren't, don't you read tarot cards to help? I don't know, predict certain things. That's what I thought. But again, that's how hypersensitive we are. So for you as a comic, are you conscious of that when you create new material a little bit more than you were, let's say, a few years ago? I think that you just have to put that aside and really just think of, you know, I've never also thought, okay, what can I, you know, what are people going to find funny? It has to be what I find funny and put it out there. And, and you know, there's a lot of things that could happen either, they don't find it funny and you go back to the drawing board or most people find it funny and some people don't. And, and again, using that example with, with Andrew Dice Clay, there's always going to be somebody offended for the most ridiculous reasons. And if you start worrying about that one person somewhere in the back, I think you can't move forward. So, I mean, certainly there's a nervousness and, and, uh, and I, I get it from all points of view I, from people in all different professions too. the way you deal with people. You can't ask somebody this, you can't do that. It's not going to affect me, I'm going to just do what I do and, and see whatever whatever happens. Hey, Scott, we're in our last couple of minutes, but I do want to ask you, We, Scott, Chris and I certainly want to get to you about the Mets in a second. Sure. But before that, I wanted to throw out to you Billy Crystal back on Broadway. Oh, that's great. Well, I love Mr. Saturday Night, the movie. Billy Crystal is a great talent. It's a lot of great people involved with the show and... Love that whole world, and Mr. Saturday Night, because as Joan Rivers talked about in her documentary, it's like I got to get a, I need my, I need a Saturday Night. Saturday that was night, right. <laughs> the night. So I'm looking forward to that, and and I'm just glad that Broadway is back in full form. I'm going to see Barry Manilow's show, Harmony. Um, he did music, Bruce Sussman, the book and lyrics. And by the way, I got to meet Barry Manilow, so we could do about a three hour show on that experience because oh yeah, I'm meeting someone I've looked up to for so many years was was a great experience but yeah i'm looking forward to mr saturday night and and looking forward to the mets too a lot of great acquisitions and and i'm looking forward to seeing chris's piece on picks 11 uh, you're going to get to on what you did at city field and all that so i'm excited that baseball is back 
Got a little behind the scenes of you yesterday. My partner on the 10 o'clock show, Marisol Castro, was actually the public address announcer on the week for the weekend games. Actually, Howard Cosell's grandson is the public address announcer uh, for most of the games at City Field. A certain Rick <laughs> Summers used to used to do a little bit of that as well in his past, yeah. which, is, yeah. which is, I'm a little jealous of that. But it was kind of cool to go behind the scenes. But getting back to the Mets, I just checked out something. Now, <laughs> here we go. DeGrom's going for an MRI. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. It's just never ending. It just doesn't end with this team. I, I just it's, it's it, like, uh, you know, on the phone when it auto populate something, uh, you know, so sorry for your loss or something. It's like MRI. That is unclear. Yeah. I mean, it's exciting to see that, that game DeGrom and then Scherzer comes in to finish yeah. up. Yeah. yeah. But it's um, yeah, there has to be, like we said, as I think it's show Walter and we, we had talked about this months ago and that I think we had said that I, I, we look great to have a guy like him and he's there and yeah. i think he's going to be the big difference i think is he there's no wiser guy in baseball than you know right. shoulder and i think he may maybe the injuries will be less maybe there's a way to somehow uh, handle the players in a way i mean when you're throwing 100 plus you know it's going to happen i guess but hopefully yeah. his expertise will keep those injuries down to a minimum well and he's one of those guys too i was hearing some of the other uh, coaches talk about show alter he literally watches a game seeing the entire field so you know a ball could be hit in the hole at shortstop he's watching what the center field and right fielder were actually doing were they backing up the play a certain way like this guy is all over it he is on top of it i don't think he's going to let any particular player you know get away with not doing what they're supposed to do in every every position for every play you know it kind of reminds me of the i was telling somebody the story Something had come up at City Field. It was a picture of, of Cleon Jones, and then we were in the in the Hodges, the Gil Hodges wing. I don't know if you guys remember the story. I think it was 1969. And during the season, there was a ball hit down the line in left field, and Cleon apparently kind of loafed it to get to it. And I don't know if the guy stretched it into a double or whatever. And Gil Hodges, in his very slow, methodical way, walked out of the dugout. And they're like, oh, is he going to talk to the pitcher? No, he went past the pitcher's mound. He went past shortstop. Now he's going into left field. And he's going right for Cleon Jones. And he went up to Cleon and he said, uh, are you injured? Are you hurt? Are you, are you feeling all right? And Cleon's like, yeah, why? All right, come with me. And he took him off the field and he took him out of really? the game. Can you imagine doing that now? Forget it. <laughs> with I these multi-million dollar players. Yeah. It'd be, what a, what it'd be a better what a if he slapped move. them. Yeah, right. <laughs> but what, yeah. what a ballsy move. And, you know, later on, I, heard, I, I would see Cleon in these, you know, these old Met gatherings. And, and he would talk about that, not in anger, like as if, yeah, dad came out and he, he taught me a lesson, you know. Yeah. And, and, and I hope Showalter can have sort of that influence, I think, on some of these younger players. Uh, I like what I see. You know, uh, we've, we've got a good guy piloting, at least for a change. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I'm lo looking forward to it and, and uh, look for a while that the season wasn't going to happen or get really pushed back. So I'm glad they salvaged most of spring yeah. training and, and all that. And so we'll see, you know, and when, when new players come to New York, though, it does seem to have a, effects on them, too. So, it does, doesn't it? Uh, but I do feel, as you say, most encouraged by having show Walter at the helm. And again, a manager can't hit and, and pitch, but I think mm -hmm. that he's going to have a presence that will bring out the best, at least, in everybody. Hey, we're talking with comedian Scott Blakeman on Middle Age Warriors, and we're just about to wrap up. But Chris, I know the answer from you, but I want to ask Scott, favorite Met player of all time? Well, you know, I've got his jersey from uh, from Mitchell and Ness, number 41, Tom Seaver. I just uh, think that, I mean, they're all great in their own way, but I just really connected with him and his 
not just his talent, but his just uh, intelligence and, and grace and, and, and humor and, and everything about him. He, to me, he was always the face of the Mets. And, uh, and I, I, whenever I get a chance to wear that jersey, I'll wear it proudly. So I always see her, even though, as, as you alluded to, Gil Hodges uh, also was such a, a graceful uh, presence and so many greats, but I guess Seaver would be the one I would, I would choose. Interesting, 41 and 14. Just the, That's what I was thinking the same thing. Right? Kind yeah. of an interesting thing, but uh, but yeah, I mean, he was he was indeed the franchise. In fact, walking around the stadium through all of the monitors yesterday, they were showing a, a whole highlight reel of, of Seaver's career. Uh, to, I mean, actually, he should have been a Met from start to finish. Oh. Of course, we had a little <clears throat> interruption in the middle because uh, he wanted $200,000 a year. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> Can you imagine? Just, uh, but he brought so many great. But you're right; he was one of the smartest, also one of the smartest guys. And he ended his, you know, uh, later in life as a winemaker. So, yeah, hey, to me, this is a perfect life. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. I had such a crush on his wife when I was a kid, <laughs> looking through the yearbook. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, listen, Scott. Thank you so much for your time about the slap heard around the world. Continued humor and success to you and Chris. We got to hold our, our feet to the fire and make a date with Mr. Blakeman here and take him out to lunch. One of dinner. these days, we keep, well, we keep I look, threatening. I, we keep threatening I him with that. I look forward to that. And, and <laughs> talking to you guys on the show is always such a highlight. And it's a great feeling cathartically to get it out about the slap and, and everything else. And, and uh, uh, yeah, again, looking forward to seeing you guys in person finally. Real quick, do you have any shows coming up that, that people would... Uh... Uh, did a bunch of things in, uh, recently, which is nice to get back up. I was part of this uh, frigid comedy festival. And, and actually, uh, my podcast, Getting Through This with Tom and Scott, Tom Saunders and I actually took the stage, first time ever, as a double oh. for myself. And we did a couple of shows. or were a lot of fun. So we're looking forward to doing more shows together. And of course, I'll be doing shows for uh, myself. I'm going to be putting together a fundraiser for Ukraine, uh, having worked out the details yet but going to be doing that and hopefully things will be picking up along the way do you have do you have a website people can follow you oh, or sure. scottblakeman.com and uh instagram uh scott blakeman five and and just uh don't do a lot on twitter because i mm. rather i hear you yeah. i'm look for sales online instead of yeah. getting involved with that but, need to pick uh, a fight. no mm -hmm. yeah so uh but you can, they can find me there and on facebook yeah and again chris and gratz on pix 11 and, oh, and Rick, but both of you guys, it's great to, to get to hang out with you. Always great to talk with you and uh, to visit, and we'll see you soon. We're going to get out of here before the Zoom guy puts his thumb on us and squeezes us <laughs> out. Great. All right, Scott. All right. Take care, bud. Be well. Thanks so much. You too. Take, take care. Well, once again, uh, Scott, it's just always such a pleasure to talk to. And you know what? He's, he's really well-read, and he's really pretty educated in, in his comedy and in his thoughts. Well, so doing I'm a lot, yeah, doing a lot of political uh, comedy, obviously. Yeah, you shouldn't you should know your stuff before you start throwing around that <laughs> for laughs. Yeah, so and he does. Way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And he does. Anyway, it was great to have him on. Though we are, you know, all a little bit sick and tired of talking about this. So, what do we do? We perpetuate it. Sorry <laughs> about that. Yeah, to a to a degree, but I think. You know, sometimes I, I, I do waver between, yes, this is, let, let's move on, let's get over it, let's stop giving it so much attention. But I think if you really open it up a little bit bigger and you realize this perpetuates a behavior in, in, in not just somebody made a joke and I do this, it could be a lot of different things that, you know, physical violence is the answer to when somebody upsets you. And, that, and that's, that's not good. 
And we're seeing that all over the place. I mean, particularly in the big cities, there's a lot of anger. It's a lot of you know pent up anger and it's coming out. Somebody cuts you off on the road. Somebody gets out of the car and smashes your window or punch, rolls down the window and punches you in the face. I mean, I don't know what's going on here, but that behavior by Will Smith only, I think, you know, perpetuates the continuation of this kind of really, really ill-guided behavior. I think personally, I think people going through the pandemic have a sniff of, you know what, the end might be near. I don't mean of the pandemic, but that life as we knew it. And I think that people are just throwing all caution to the wind and saying, screw it. That guy, that guy cut me off. I'm going to go shoot him. You know, well, I mean, that's the, but the point is, what does that say about overall human behavior? Instead of you know, somebody cut you off and go, "Hey, buddy, uh, why'd you cut me off?" You know, let, let let's let's go out for a drink now. No, they think it doesn't go that way. It always goes, you know, the root of I'm angry, so now I should be allowed to you know express that by taking out some degree of violence on you. So I, I don't know. It's just um, it's it's a really bad place, and I just think on a big stage like that that was just a continuation of, of a reflection of what is going on overall in our society. And I think that's probably why we have to address that, um, you know, unfortunately over and over again, it's not to give, I don't think Will Smith needs any more publicity, quite frankly, but yeah, <laughs> good or bad as the case might be, which uh, as you were saying, as you had said, you know, during the interview, you know, you know, his performance actually was amazing, but it's just, that gets, you know, how do you, <laughs> It's, it's hard for me now to have respect any longer because as a person, the behavior, I think, is a little bit out there. Everybody's got some level of anger hiding somewhere deep in that, you mm-hmm. know, in that well, sure. pit in your stomach. Yeah, I mean, that, that and that's understandable that we're all human. But it's, you know, what makes us civilized is that we don't always just immediately express it, um, you know, or, or bring it out without thinking before we do something. So, you know, we'll see where this all ends up. I'm sure, you know... Uh, as pointed out by Scott, uh, you know, Chris Rock's ticket prices are going through the roof. He'll be selling out for a long time. And Will Smith may have a hard time getting a script for a little while, but I think he's probably got a few funds stored up. I don't think he's going to be on the, you know, on the poverty line anytime soon. Yeah, I don't think so. No. I also just wanted to mention really quickly, I was really sorry to hear the news about Bruce Willis. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is a guy, you know, we see him in movies and television, always kind of a tough guy and a strong guy. Yeah. And to hear this news. Yeah. It's always, it's always tough. And, and that's, that's going to be, that's a rough road. What he, what he's and his family will be dealing with. So we wish, wish him well and, and the family well in dealing with all of that. And, and yeah. hopefully, you know, things it's a, it's a slower progression, but uh, you know, yeah, he, started started here in, he started here in New York. He was a bartender. Really? I did yeah, not know. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Then he got his break, and then moonlighting happened in yeah. the eighties mm-hmm. uh, with Sybil Shepherd. So yeah, Sybil it was Sybil. Shepherd. Sybil Shepherd was uh, you know his his other half in that. That was a great yeah. show, really. Oh yeah, I used very to unique. Love that show. Yeah, very unique for its time. It was kind of a cool show, but uh, so. Yeah, we wish him wish him the best, and you know we we hear more and more of these things. Unfortunately, uh, as middle aged warriors getting beyond middle age we probably will deal with more and more of this kind of stuff. That's the We're going to have to change our logo to OAW, old age warriors. <laughs> old age warriors. Well, you know, it's, uh, it's all, it's all part of the, uh, the, the big, the big picture. So uh, we step through it, hopefully with grace each and every, each and every step of the way, but that's it for me. I'm going to just say, uh, stay well, stay safe out there. Let's go Mets and uh, sunshine always. Be good. Feel good. It's Rick Summers. He's Chris Cimino. He's not civil shepherd. No. <laughs> Sorry. 
That's that would be a whole other issue in another show. Yes, it would. <laughs> this was <laughs> and is Middle Age Warriors on Believe. Thank you so much for spending time with us. And we'll see you soon. And of course, once again, our show brought to you by Bet Online. Take us out. Music up. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.